Oh damn, we're in trouble now. So welcome back to another episode of We're in Trouble Now. And we are, um, unfortunately, we're going to start off this podcast with a little bit of um, reality. And the reality is, is our family had a, um, a difficult week. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, um, if, you follow all, if you follow us at all on our social media platforms, you'll know that we have, um, we have a dog. We had a dog. Um, and Liberty was our 13-year-old pit bull who on Sunday afternoon um, took a turn for the worse, she, uh, suddenly kind of out of nowhere, um, had a little bit of a health emergency that we as a family decided um, it was in her best interest to help her across the Rainbow Bridge, and we lost our dog. Mm-hmm. So it's been been a little bit of a hard emotional week yeah it's been yeah it's so weird like when i came in today and like you guys were out there yeah you're like oh yeah no robert came with me i was like okay cool i get to go say hi to liberty i was like oh wait yep like never mind i got in i was like liberty i was like oh wait never mind yeah it was so weird because like it's like if you go into a routine for so long Mm -hmm. it's like damn okay like i should be um you know, it should all be the same in the routine, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that. I was like, oh. Well, Liberty's been a part of our, I mean, for 13 years, right? Yeah. You were, what, 12 when we got her? What? No. I don't, I don't know. What do you I was 16. You were 16. No. Yeah, because I'm 29. Were you? Yeah. And she's 13. She has to be yeah. older, though, because I remember you being like nine with her. No. Maybe you're... 16. Are you sure you're 29? Yes. All right. You were driving when we got her? No, I didn't drive until I was 18. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Because I didn't have a car, so there was no point for me to drive. I just walked everywhere. You sure? Yes. All right. I mean, but yeah, no. I mean, all of your. We got her in two thousand and nine. Sure. That means all of your adult life, you. I mean, you knew Liberty. Yeah. So yeah, it's easy. I mean, it's easy. I mean, there's. She definitely left a a big impact on all of us. So. Mm -hmm. The coolest thing, though, and I mean, not the coolest thing, but the doctor that took care of us Mm -hmm. and took care of Liberty Mm -hmm. was so fucking cool, like so nice. Was it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. Yeah. She was a lady. She was super sympathetic. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I she's like, she was just super sympathetic. It'd be a hard job. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling, um, I was telling Robert that, you know, in a position like that, because she's an emergency vet doctor. So she, she just sees pets that are in, you know, they have emergency medical needs. And it, to me, it would be really easy to get kind of like just a little bit of jaded, I guess because you just constantly see pets that are being hurt. And yet she was completely compassionate and I felt like she was 100% present. Yeah. What's wrong, Brendan? Uh, I'll look at it after. But yeah, no. Um, no, please freak everyone out. Sorry, no, I was just looking at the outlet and it looks like there's a spider, but I don't think there's a spider. That's not an outlet, but okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the cable thing. How long have you, what? Never mind. Well, he's sitting in a new position, so now he has a different view. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. No, but no, I please mean, stare at other random things. Oh, okay. And pretend they're other things. Okay. Um, Do you no. guys... What? Continue. What? No, no, what? Go. Nothing. No. I'm just... It's nice to be back. That's all I'm going to say. No, what were you going to Don't say? think for a second I didn't notice that you said addition on the, the, the previous episode. And don't think for a second I don't think of all the things you guys said. Because I heard that podcast on the plane. Mm. Well, I try to make it as friendly as possible. Did you? Yes. Mm. Yeah, no, Brandon was um, 
Brandon was a little worried about our um, best friend game for Robert. Yeah. And to me, it was super funny because the only we would ask a question. Hodor, huh, motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Well, you do kind of act like Hodor. You know that I was I was on the plane and I heard that part and I gave the dirtiest look to the seat in front of me because I'm like those motherfuckers. But you can't tell me that you're not Hodor. I said I said either you think Hodor. I'm, you think I'm Hodor or the mountain? I said the no, mountain. Just he he's straight Hodor. Yeah, but I heard the podcast. Who are you backpedaling? Did I not say the mountain? You were like uh, you 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 started squirming, Brand. Yeah. I love you dearly, but every time we would give an answer, you'd be like, "He's gonna kill us." Well, yeah, I was like, I don't want to just shit talk him when he's not here. I'll do it when he's oh, here. Oh no, that's what happens when you leave the room. He left. He gets. That's what happens. Well, it, you look like Hodor. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the whole thing, like you know, when you're a kid and you go over to a slumber party, and they always say, "Don't be the first person to fall asleep because you're gonna have somebody's gonna draw." That a does not on you. make me a giant who only has one word. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's a, pretty you, packed. You described me as a simple giant. You but are a simple giant. <laughs> yeah, but he's packed. Okay, in what like way? What way? He's packed. I don't. I don't. What you mean, like a wiener? Yeah, dude. Okay, it's weird I didn't that know of all. That. Did you guys not see the episode of Game of Thrones? Yes. No, Brian. We okay. Ben, there was there we, was okay. A, can there we was please Hodor avoid was Hodor talking Hodor. about the really? six seven giant wiener? Okay. <laughs> so, How come I don't remember that part of the Game of Thrones? I guess you don't look at things like we do. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that series. Please don't. God, Lord, shoot me. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, losing liberty is you know it's a it's a big toll on all of us and mm-hmm. you know she meant a lot to every single one so yeah uh, she will be missed you know, yep. you know and it, it's come you know and here's where i, where I kind of struggle with because it's like you know i i'm grappling with it every single day mm-hmm. and it's like today's the first day that um we got rid of some of her stuff and it's such a dilemma because it's like at what point do you let go of, of some of the physical parts that that you know that remind us of her um but sometimes it's like when you hold on to those physical things it only remind it only ends up hurting you more yeah. if that makes any sense and all because you get rid of them doesn't mean that you don't care for her either like less or more it just means that you're trying to get yourself into a mental state of healing yeah. i mean i i don't i'm not sympathetic to to holding on to things so i mean i i don't really have a an opinion on that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously there's some things that are like, you know, we're keeping her collar, but I don't think we needed to keep the toys or the bed no. or her bowl, you know, cause it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm, yeah. But cool. I, but yeah. I felt like if, you know, like, you know, because she, um, she passed away Sunday night mm-hmm. and I just kind of felt like if first thing Monday morning, if I had to sit there and cleared the house of her, it would have just, I don't know. It, it's like, so there's no, I guess there's no right and there's no wrong. I was going to say, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. No. But you know, what's kind of um, funny is, is I was holding onto those things, Robert, because I thought you wanted them. No, I mean, I, see, that's op- Natasha was saying the same thing. She was like, are you going to hold on to it? Like anything? I said, no, you know, I'm not the, I don't think our family is the kind of family to like keep things as a memento or a keepsake. We usually just tattoo our sadness on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get tattooed for Liberty on Saturday. And that's, you know, that's my way of, you know, that, that'll be my memento that I hold on to. I don't, I don't need a physical thing. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I preemptively did it when I was doing my finger tattoos. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm doing, yeah, I'm, I'll be getting mine in July for her, but yeah, no, it's just, and I did, I did a YouTube also because it's like, um, grief is grief and pain is pain. And 
you know, sometimes I think we try to, or I try to overanalyze it. Sometimes I know people try to put labels on it, but I mean, just at the end of the day, we're all very, you know, we're all sad. Yeah. Yep. You know, we all hurt in our own different ways. And yep. we and all grieve differently. We all go through things differently. Yeah. yeah. Listen to music, got a good cry, and that was it. Yeah. So now, um, I mean, as a mom, I'm just really hoping that, um, you know, with each and every passing day that we can heal a little bit more mm -hmm. and just, you know, and just heal. There you go. <laughs> That's all you can do. Yeah. And because you know what? She was one good dog. I mean, shit, she saw me through addiction. She saw me through sobriety. She saw me through the losing my parents. I mean... Well, he was always been there. Th been through it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we got that out of the way and, and we had a, a tough week. Is there anything that we can say that um, was a positive for this week? I mean, I, I know maybe if it's really tiny or something like that. I mean, do you guys have anything positive to say? I was the best man at my best friend's wedding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that went well? Went really well. Yeah. Cried during the reception. Yeah, I thought um, you cried during the wedding. Isn't that what the reception was? No, the you have the wedding. Oh, I cried during the ceremony. There you go. You yeah. cried. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. You don't want to really be cool. that guy crying at the no, reception. No, yeah. I mean, like, because, you know, when she came out and I was just, I was so overwhelmingly happy for her, for X, you know, because he's been my best friend forever. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just, it was just really cool to see him end up with somebody who's equally as, who has, who's equally as perfect as he is. And it, yeah. was, it was just cool. It's like, there is happy endings. <laughs> but right. yeah, no, it was fun. I, you know, I had a good time. Do you want to tell Brandon in the world about her son? Oh, Logan. So, Who's that? Brandy has three kids, right? Oh, nice. It's Corey, Riley, and Logan. Logan's five turning six. Okay. Uh, it's really important that you know that part because he likes to remind everybody that he's five turning six. And so I meet him Tuesday. I land Tuesday. I meet him Tuesday night, and he's a huge Sonic fan. Okay. And so I see him, and he goes, oh, Dr. Eggman. Because <laughs> I look like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, and he goes, Dr. Eggman. And instantly, like I'm his, I'm this kid's best friend. He literally will not stop talking to me, and he will not stop like being like within arm's reach of me. <laughs> like he'll, he was my shadow for five or six days, however long I was there. And we would be at the reception dinner, and he would just literally follow me around, and he'd be like hanging on to me, and I put him on my shoulders, and like best friend. He, I'm his, I'm this kid's best friend, and um, you know, people are like, oh, like. You must you must be super cool with kids. Like you must love kids. I'm like I don't know, man. I never even held a kid. Like the closest <laughs> yeah. kid I've ta I've talked to was like 12, and they're like, "That's not a kid." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you know." <laughs> don't talk to fucking. Yeah, but so I'm the, I was this kid's best friend for a long time. Although when I when you know, unfortunately, I got called at the wedding about Liberty's health failing, and so I was kind of in a you know, I was you know, I was really sad, and I just wanted to get out of there and. You know, Logan was, you know, I was giving Logan a hug and he was kind of like, he was like, ah, and he kind of like attacked me. So I kind of attacked him back and I accidentally like pushed him. <laughs> oh, Not like, you know, I just, I was like, yeah. and I forgot that he's, you know, 30 pounds and, um, I accidentally knocked him down and he was like, you pushed me. I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. He's like, it's okay. Uh. So. Did you, did you like tell him the reasoning or did you just no. not tell him? Uh, do, only, only, um, Elizabeth, my friend Elizabeth over there and Gawky knows uh -huh. just cause you know, I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, it was it's X's, you know, this is his special day, and I want to be like, dude, my dog died, kind yeah. of thing, and so I, you know, I, I, thankfully the wedding was like over thirty minutes after, um, 
That was a tough. Yeah, that was a tough call for Brendan and I. We really didn't. I'm really. I mean, I'm glad you made the call because I would have been really upset if I had a good night and knowing and not knowing that you guys were going through what is like one of the worst scenarios we we've all feared. Yeah, and I I was against calling you. I know, and you said that you know, but I'm glad that you did. You know, so like the wedding was over at ten. I think you called me at like nine. Um, you know, I cried for like 30 minutes, you know, I messaged Natasha and then I went back and I put on my big boy voice and I was like, all right guys, you know, thanks for everything. And then drove home with Elizabeth and, um, you know, then, then she ended up being put down while I was in the hotel room. I only slept like an hour that whole night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I took, you know, I was just trying to put myself into your shoes. Yeah. Oh, no, I would have been really upset if I hadn't. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and truthfully, I, I, like I even told the doctor, I wasn't going to make, we weren't going to make a decision mm-hmm. unless it was a unanimous decision because we're a family. Yep. And, you know, and there's not, this is just the way we roll. Yeah. So I, it was unfortunate that we had to call you. But Bad timing, but I'm glad that you did. I yeah. caught the uh, boot and ear thing at the wedding too. That, you know what that ex- means, right? Yeah, it's like it's the, the girl's version of the bouquet. Yeah. 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 So you're going to get married? Yeah, you want to get married with me? I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Maybe brother wives. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, so oh, I caught, I, but I caught that, and then, then there was like this tradition where you had to dance with the girl who caught the bouquet, and I didn't know that. And so I tried giving the corsage thing back, and I was like, guys, listen, they didn't me. It's not me. Um, and they're like, no, you have to dance. And so they put the music on. It's the YMCA. Of course it is. And I'm like, oh, God. And so I'm trying to run around. I'm trying to get the crowd all hyped in. I'm like, come on, guys, join us, join <laughs> us, because I don't want to dance. Uh. And so I'm like, come on, guys, nobody's coming in. X is just looking at me laughing. Uh, <laughs> Dude, because he knows you're panicking. Yeah, like, you motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I gave this killer speech. The speech was amazing. I, you know, I killed it. I winged it. I literally had nothing planned. I walked in, given the speech. Logan comes up. He sits on my knee. Yeah. N- hearts are melting yeah um killing it didn't care could not care one bit about the speech it was the easiest thing ever dancing i'm stress sweating Dude. i damn there's a little bit of pee came out hated it <laughs> hated it so i ran around i ran around the circle as this girl was trying to chase me for like three or four minutes whatever <laughs> however long the ymca is she was trying to chase you she was trying to dance and i was like oh, oh damn oh, no dance with no women i'm fucking touching you lady yeah i touch no no other women here's a thought robert and it's just and it's your thought and it's your call of course but maybe one day tell x to maybe give logan a message that i don't think he's five i don't think he'll remember Oh, okay i just wanted to make sure that he wasn't like sad that you pushed him or no 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 well it was interesting too because during the reception or during the the rehearsal dinner um you know logan is literally stuck to me like i cannot get this kid off and um you know, he just, he just talked to me with glue and Brandy kind of pulls me inside. She's like, Hey, listen, thank you. I was like, for what? She was like, thank you for being friends with Logan. I said, like, yeah, no worries. I love the kid. And she was like, well, he, you know, you know, you don't understand. I, I don't want to go into like, I'm no, not, I'm not going to divulge information. Yeah. She told me privately, but Logan has, you know, some, some, I don't want to say issues, but he's, he's has, you know, he's had a hard life and she was like, it's just really nice to see him smile and, and laugh and things like that. And I was like, Hey, listen, no better way for a five-year-old to enjoy it than an equally older five-year-old yeah, yeah it's true you know? so i still think boobies is funny and poop and hilarious. so duty yeah. duty is hilarious duty yeah is so hilarious. it was it was a you know it was a fun trip with very un- with a very unfortunate twist ending but yeah. i'm happy i went there and you know i'm happy i'm back yeah brandon do you have any um mm. any good things well a friend from high school found me on twitch yeah who's and, that uh kayla i just kicked my fucking tattoo really? do you guys remember who she was kayla Casera. Uh-huh. kayla carrera why is that sound familiar? Because she was an ex. She was an ex in high school. 
And like, I mean, we kind of had, a, I mean, things happen. I'm not going to say it, but she found me back on, on Twitch yeah. and she's actually married out of the country. And I was just like, holy what shit. Country? I don't know. Didn't ask. And, oh, sorry, not out of the country, out of the state. And Those my are two bad. fucking completely different <laughs> things. Just shut up. She's not in California. No, she's not in California. So I was just like, that's crazy. It's just kind of, it was just cool to kind of talk to her again. Cause like it's high school. Like I know shit's, I mean, uh, sh- things happen. You're which always I'm, very hard on yourself. What do you mean? You're always like, oh, I did this and I did I didn't that. do anything. Okay, good. Yeah, this was not my fault. Okay, good. Yeah, no, this one was not my fucking fault. So, like, I mean, I, it's, it's more of just, like, it was a high school. Like, I, for, I, I mean, I, I don't forgive her. I forget yeah. it. I'll be yeah. nice to her. Like, she's really cool. I mean, it's just kind of... You follow her on Instagram? No. Oh. Um, to Brent Yeah. What? I'm interested. I don't... I don't follow her in any social media but she found me on twitch and i was just like that's so crazy so it's just kind of cool just to mm-hmm. kind of like just talk to her because cool. it's been a while since i talked to her um uh, it's been quite some time before i talked to her but it was just kind of it was just a blast from the past and i think it wasn't it, it didn't it doesn't matter that it's her it's just it's cool that it was from my past yeah other than that that's it i mean she's just been real nice and it's funny and i'm just like damn dude i can't believe this is her that's cool but she found me out of nowhere there you go so how about yourself um, I got a new duvet cover. What the fuck is a duvet? A duvet, for those of you who don't live in England, uh, it's like a big blankie. What it is? It's, is it's I like get, the comforter. It's, it's like a fancy comforter. Well, Why do you just fucking say that? Because it's not English. But well, it is English. Because I have a, um, I have a comforter. I have a goose, like a feathered comforter. And a duvet is the cover that goes over it. So you don't get a new bedspread. It's like I have the innards, and then I got a new cover for the innards for my bedspread. It's like, you know the weighted blanket you got? Yes. You know how there's the weighted thing, and then there's the thing that goes around the weighted thing? Yeah, the that, entire blanket itself. Yeah, that's basically what a duvet is. A duvet is a blanket, okay. a sheet. Uh, it's basically like a sheet. It's a sheet that goes on top of your comforter. Why do you get a sheet on top of your comforter? Because otherwise, because comforters are really super expensive. and so Comforter you, blankets. Yes. The big blankets. Yeah. The thing Why do you get a blanket over a blanket? Well, like, okay, so like Natasha has one and she lives in where it snows. And so it's a way to keep warm. Why not just get another blanket? So anyway, Some it's people like, don't it's want like another a, blanket, it's like Some a people bed, want a big blanket. It's like a comforter. I cannot believe that you're struggling this hard. It's a big ass blanket. I understand this, okay. but why to get a big ass blanket over something that's already going to keep? No, you? it's it, like it, it's like a pillowcase. It's like a pillowcase. So you're putting over yourself a in a sleeping bag on silent. No, Brandon. <laughs> so mother of God. So what, listen what to I'm what hearing, we are so saying. What hearing, so what am I hearing? Is <laughs> stop, that this no, thing? No, yeah. So, stop tapping. <laughs> so what I'm hearing okay. is, you put the comforter. Inside a slumber bag. No. No. None of that was right. Nope. No, no. At no point did anybody say sleeping bag. You no. guys said it, it you was... You said the, slumber the, bag, by the way. I don't care. Okay. It said the innards. Yes. So it's the like comforter, a pillowcase. So the comforter... So the comforter is said pillow. No. The duvet no. is the pillowcase. Basically. Te- technically, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. There. That's all I need to know. Fuck yes. me. Dude. So I got a new cover... For my comforter. Uh, yeah, duvet. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I got a duvet. Did not miss this part. And it, you know what? The whole thing is, is like you're always yelling at Brandon for getting warm, and apparently Brandon's making you hot because you just took off your jacket. I took it off before Brandon went down this very <laughs> irritating side road. Maybe just be more clear on what you guys are saying. So anyway, I got a new duvet set because I just, you know, sometimes when I'm sad, I just want a new change, and mm. and I did that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's why I moved my bed into the front room. 
you know what? That is something that you've done since you were a kid. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That was just something I always did. Yeah. I slept on the floor for like two, three days. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to move my mattress into the front room. Well, I was texting Natasha and I was like, I never realized how big my bed was <laughs> because Liberty, I would sit on my, I would lay in my spot and Liberty had the rest of the bed. Mm-hmm. So like if I slept on her side of the bed, she would nudge me until I got into my side and then she would sleep on top of me. So I never realized how big my bed was until, um, I texted her last night. I never really realized it until last night. I oh. never really realized how big of a bed hog Liberty was until mm-hmm. I tried to get out of bed one time. And she was, you know how sometimes like your t-shirt, mm-hmm. she was sleeping on my t-shirt. So I'm like trying to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she would fall asleep with her head on my chest. And then if I made any st- movements, she would go, <sighs> she'd exhale really loud as to like, dude. Yeah. Dude. See, Pam's like that because she sleeps between my legs. And yeah. then if I move, her head pops up and she just gives me this glare. Really? Yeah. yeah she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. Who I'm so told sorry. you you could move? Pretty much. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I just got to go somewhere. And she fucking just death stares like, me. Like, I just got to pee. Yeah, yeah, dude. And she just death stares me. She's been really fucking clingy lately. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe she senses that you're sad. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because like, she always like sits on my lap now. And she yells at me a lot more so let me ask you this brandon i mean i know that we've had dinner and you know we're doing our podcast um what do you think you're going to be like putting your bed back into your bedroom and 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 healing a little bit yeah no eventually you you really have no primary reason not to right like do whatever you want that's what i'm saying that's like i'm I'm just kind of enjoying just kind of having my like my bed out in the front room and just chill there okay i just, just it's just nice I wake up and then just turn on the coffee that way. There you go. Yeah. Something different. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so we are going to jump into our chapter. Mm-hmm. We are on chapter eight, and it's Robert's week to um, lead the chapter discussion. So I will leave it up to you, sir. Great. What? So Nothing, I didn't say a word. So we are on chapter eight. Now, I did not resonate very well with this chapter. I thought it was, um, I felt like, it felt like he was feeling the page. Really, honestly, he starts off the first couple of pages with an example regarding um, animal habits and er, more so of like um, it, it had to do a lot with like not I would say infants, but babies or nursing stages. How they're how they're imprinted kind of or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so, for example, at the very beginning, right, he, he talks about a Dutch scientist named Nico Tingberg. I don't know. It's probably not right. But anyway, he says that he was examining these adult uh, herring goals and they would have a small red dot in their beak. And he noticed that newly hatched chicks would peck this spot whenever they wanted food. To begin one experiment, he created a collection of fake cardboard beaks just ahead without a body. When the parents had flown away, he went over to the nest, offered these dummy beaks to the chicks. The chicks were obvious or the, the beaks were obvious fakes and he assumed the baby birds would reject them altogether. However, when the tiny gull saw the red, uh, the red spot on the cardboard beak, they pecked away just as if it was attached to their own mother. And so, he, you know, he has instances with that. He also does an instance regarding, I believe it was a, uh, a goose, a goose with, a, with an egg. If there was like a, a, a white sphere-like object, the goose would think it's an egg and then actually bring it into its nest and like sit on it to, in order to hatch and incubate it because the goose lays it like almost on a hill. Mm-hmm. So sometimes eggs roll down. So instinctively, they always associate any white spherical object as an egg. Mm-hmm. And so the goose instinctively will um, take it and put it back under their nest and try to get it to hatch. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or not, but do you think instincts truly are habits? No. Well, I would say no, because I think a habit, and I I think James Clear would disagree, but a habit is something that you 
consciously make. It could be a negative or positive, but there is some sort of influence in it. Mm. Whereas mm. Uh, an evolutionary um, like treat, trait, I think is it's so instinctive that most of the time I don't think the animals know what's going on. See, I, I don't think an instinct is a habit mm-hmm. at all. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would, I would argue, I would agree with you. Okay. Um, and it says... He, he makes this he makes this comparison right here on page 102 in the middle. He says, it's like the brain of each animal is preloaded with certain rules for behavior. And when it comes across an exaggerated version of the, that rule, it lights up like a Christmas tree. Scientists refer to this exaggerated cues as supernormal stimuli. A supernormal stimuli is heightened version of reality, like a beak with three red dots or an egg the size of a volleyball. And it, uh, elic- excuse me, it elicits a stronger response than usual. Humans are also prone to fall for exaggerated versions of reality. Junk food, for example, drives our reward system into a frenzy. After spending hundreds of thousands of years hunting and foraging for food in the wild, the human brain has evolved to place high value on salt, sugar, and fat. Such, such foods are often calorie-dense, and they were quite rare when our ancient ancestors were roaming the savanna. When you don't know when your next meal is coming from, eating as much as possible is an excellent strategy for survival. So basically, the, the whole study, right, was... Be, the the beaks and the eggs they kind of over exaggerated things so for example the the one cardboard beak they put three red dots instead of one and the, and the little chicks went crazy and they were tapping it all the goose they they used a big volleyball instead of like a small billiard ball and the goose went crazy so he's he's likening that sort of exaggerated over-the-top behavior with um like junk food junk food you know you see what we're getting at? So it's basically that the junk food overstimulates the brain. But how it's just... Sure. So he makes the example, and he, he actually says it right there on the thing I just read, but the human brain for so many years, I think he said it was 50,000 years, has been trained, and, and the instinct is to load up on as rich and sugar-based, calorie-dense fat as possible because before the modern age, right, humans had to hunt and, and gather. Yeah. They didn't know when their next meal was, so they tried. They they would eat as much of the salt and fat and, and um, protein and sugar as they could in order to sustain, and it's really hard to shake a um, Evolution. evolutionary trait like that. Um, so, and so what basically what he's saying is that food brand companies have basically they've acknowledged that and they've actually done a lot of research and a lot of um, product placement or, or excuse me, um, um, tests and stuff like that to trick our brains into like wanting that kind of junk food because our brains crave that kind yeah. of high sugar, high calorie um, food. Because when we were foraging for food, we didn't yeah. know when the next meal would be. So or our next day was yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and he mentions that right over here on the second page, uh, 103 towards the middle. He says, other processed foods enhance dynamic contrast, which refers to items with a combination of sensations, like crunchy and creamy. Imagine the gooeyness of melted cheese on top of a crispy pizza pizza crust, or the crust of an Oreo cookie combined uh, combined with its smooth center. With natural unprocessed foods, you tend to experience the same sensation over and over. How's that 17th bite of kale taste? After a few minutes, your brain loses interest and you begin to feel full. But foods that are high in dynamic contrast keep the experience novel and interesting, encouraging you to eat more. Now, I, I highlighted that part because he had mentioned the Oreo, and it kind of mm-hmm. touches on what he talks about a little bit later, but it's called uh, the dopamine kick. And basically, they've done research, and it says that it's almost like physically impossible to have one Oreo. So oh, yeah. the chemical mm-hmm. reaction that your brain um, releases when you have an Oreo is similar to like taking cocaine. It, it, it you almost crave a, a second Oreo or a third Oreo. It's, it's like the, the, the chances of you only having one is very, very rare. You have to have more than one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's all about, um, a satisfaction based idea. 
Yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, it's it's the brain the brain releasing the dopamine because it received the sugar and fat yeah. and things like that. That it, it it's been hardwired into our brains. So yeah. you're basically your brain is like this is good and I want more. Yeah, your brain's like I need this to survive mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it, like, this is so good I I need it kind of thing. And, then and it, well, yeah, well, like also too. But companies know that they know that your brain is like please more God yeah. more, and so they you know they they. Um, promote it and they advertise it so like more and more and more yeah what's up no i was gonna say it was a really one thing i found interesting is like how much of a scientific how how food is presented to us as a society Mm -hmm. because like he's even saying i mean they have divisions and teams on how to be like how is the most maximum um, benefit can we get out of this one french fry yeah exactly you like know d- the, the crispy to the soft gooey factor yeah. you know every, everything just is the right structured. amount of salt yeah. to just this it's it's like almost like you like you said robert the food companies take this primal desire for salt and sugar and um mm-hmm. fat and they're like okay we're going it's like making a terminator Kind of, yeah. A very fat, chunky Terminator. Yeah. But yeah, well, they're, well, sorry, continue. No, no, no. But that's just what they do. And, and, you know, and knowing that they do that, it just kind of makes you be like the next time you go out or you're going to go to a fast food restaurant, you're going to be like, this is genetically engineered for me to want this. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it like a bazooki, right? Yeah. A bazooki over at BJ's that... You know, chocolate chip or oh, any yeah. yeah, dude, with ice cream on it. It's like you know they they give you such a like, damn, dude. I remember how good this is once. Let me yeah. get it again. Well, that's your brain over years, or, you know, hundreds of thousands, or you know, I would say tens of thousands of years of evolution, yeah. craving that sort of substance because it, it 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 it's what the body craves. Yeah, and food companies know that kind of stuff, and so they absolutely market to that kind of um, vulnerability. That's a good point. Uh, so- it, What's up? No, sorry. Uh, like he was saying on the page before, right? He was saying that nobody, nobody's excited to eat kale. The, the, the first bite of kale and the 17th bite of kale are going to be exactly the same. Yeah. You know, your brain isn't as super ecstatic as it would be to eating a pizookie or eating an Oreo. Yeah. And do you have anything else to say? Before? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say like, it's kind of like how if you make cookies or bake cookies, you yeah. can't just do one single yeah, cookie. Yeah, it's you have that to do dopamine release. A dozen mm-hmm. cookies or even six of them. Yeah. I do a dozen. Yeah, so he he compares the the food and like the release of dopamines and just the the um, like super subconscious instinct to um, animal making instincts. Well, yeah animal instincts into into making uh, habit forming over here on page one hundred four at the very top. Yeah, but I, see, that's where I draw them. I, I was a little conflicted in this whole chapter, but, okay, but he, makes, he makes a couple of interesting points. He says, the modern food industry and the overeating habits it has spawned is just one example of the second law of behavior change. Make it attractive. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to be a habit forming. So basically what, he, what he's likening to is like the more sexier you make this habit, the easier it is for you to follow through with it. Um, mm. So he basically wants you to... Um, genetically engineer a habit. Yeah, not so much that it, it's more of a, yeah, I wouldn't say genetically engineered. You're trying to like restructure um, in a way that's going to make you want to do this thing. So to you do have this to make it so your brain releases dopamine with a habit. Not so much. I think, I think what you do is you have to kind of trick your brain into thinking that something that you want to do is something that's good for you. Yeah. Um, he says, look around society is filled with highly engineered versions of reality that are more attractive than the world our ancestors evolved in stores feature mannequins with exaggerated hips and breasts to sell clothes. Social media delivers more likes and praise in a few minutes than we could ever get in the office or at home. Online porn splices together stum- st- uh, stimulating scenes at a rate that would be impossible to replicate in real life, except for Brandon. 
Well, I see. I what? don't. I don't know what kind of porn <laughs> that guy's watching. So but help. I mean, is he watching like super? I don't know. You know, I don't know. He didn't go into detail about his porn. I think of all the examples that I kind of touched on, I think we can gloss over the porn part because <laughs> as much fun as that is talking with that in front of mom. Continue. Um, it says advertisements, advertisements are created with a combination of ideal lighting, professional makeup and photoshopped edits. Even the model doesn't look like the person in the final image. These are the supernatural stimuli of our modern world. The exaggerated features that are naturally attracted to us and our instincts go wild as a result, driving us into excessive shopping habits, social media habits, porn habits, eating habits, and many others. Mm. So basically what it's saying is like that, that desire, that, that animalistic desire is going to stri- like make you want something. And so that's basically is like this whole premise of the chapter is, is to trick your brain into like wanting this sort of, sort of habit forming idea. Yeah. And, and I just don't think that's a healthy way to form habits. Yeah, because, I mean, you can get too, like, divulged into it, mm-hmm. and then just it becomes, like, the wrong thing you're trying to do. Yeah, um, and it, it's rather interesting, too. And here's the part where he lost me, right? It's in the paragraph below. It says, if history serves as a guide, the opportunities of the future will be more attractive than those of today. The trend is more rewarded. Uh, it says, the, the, there is, the way, excuse me, the trend is for rewards to be more uh, concentrated and stimuli to be more enticing. Junk food is more concentrated from a form of calories than natural foods. Hard liquor is a more concentrated form of alcohol than beer. Video games are a more concentrated form of play than board games. Compared to nature, these pleasures packed experiences are hard to resist. We have the brains of our ancestors, but temptations they uh, have never fa- never had to face. But I, I feel like that's I feel like that's very subjective. Um, you know, your, your book. You like? Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, I feel like I feel like I feel like that's very subjective, right? So it's I mean, like obviously we have more stimuli, right? But yeah. we're also in a in a day and age where we have the pleasure of uh, partaking in those stimuli. We don't have to worry about forging for food. We don't have to worry about shelter. We don't have to worry about you know predators. You know, mm-hmm. we live in an age in which the 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 means are much more easier so we have that that ability to indulge we have that ability to you know partake in porn or food or see because food porn. i think like um <laughs> i think like you growing up more mm-hmm. with like video games yeah you're more easily um able to adapt with them sure then you know than mm-hmm. i was because i didn't have video that's games. understandable but you know what the way he's he's kind of making it like if you just took a cave person and you dropped him in today's society, you know, it's, you've evolved. I mean, we are evolving Yeah, as humans. We are still evolving. We might have our primal instincts, Mm -hmm. but we are, we are evolving. But isn't it crazy though? Like say we don't have to worry about animals or giant dinosaurs. The only thing that we really have to worry about are other people. If you think about it, like the, the, it's not like, the one enemy turned into another enemy. It's like, you know, it's, it's not where we're, cause we can like kill any animal. Like that's the thing, you know, but the thing is, is that instead of being, it's a whole different kind of hunting scheme with now other people. Cause now there's other, like just different ways that they can just attack other people. What world do Sorry, you live in? Dude. No, I was just thinking cause like cyberbullying and shit and just being mean to others. Sure. Like that's what I'm talking about. Or yeah. like, you know, like, Oh, if say if you guys bought like say if a Neanderthal came back here and he wouldn't have to he wouldn't be worrying about the I people because going. the people is uh, that's where they all come together and they go against the dinosaur. 
But now that the Neanderthal is here, he's going to have to be worried about the people because yeah. the people are See, because... I just want to point out for the record <laughs> that Neanderthals and dinosaurs did not exist on this planet at the same time. Woolly mammoths. There you go. Yeah, because That's like when, saying. you know... Well, there's like, probably... Uh, I mean, there were saber-toothed tigers. Yeah. Sure. Because the cave... Saying. Yeah, the cave... Yeah, those are not dinosaurs. Did I say dinosaurs? You, yeah. You, many times, actually. No, no, I meant, I meant yeah. woolly mammoths woolly and saber tooth. Oh, yeah. woolly mammoths and saber tooth. Because, I mean, the... Alligators. The and cave, alligators. Yeah, the cave people had to worry about saber-toothed tigers, but you all have to defend yourself against cyberbullying or just people in general just okay. like people in general people but have become the new sh- monster i understand that but but, I, but I do not think cyberbullying and then being attacked by a woolly mammoth can be compared yes i can you, okay, you can i would kick a woolly mammoth okay boom teleport you're in the year 1800 there are, are woolly sure mammoths there are woolly, woolly mammoths everywhere go how do you defend yourself <laughs> hey bitch <laughs> He'll be like, Hoo? and I'll be like, yeah, you. <laughs> and I'll be like, fuck off. Okay. He'll be like, oh. Oh. so just so we know that you just compared fighting off a woolly mammoth, <laughs> mammoth to cyberbullying, you decided to cyberbully a woolly mammoth. There you go. Okay. My point has now been intertwined into one. Okay. Also, too, your woolly mammoth sounded a lot like Scooby Doo. <laughs> It wasn't. It was a big. It was a big woolly mammoth. Okay. So do the woolly mammoth sound again. <laughs> okay. Give me Scooby Doo. <laughs> okay. Great. Totally different. Totally different. You're totally right. Different, right. Totally different. Or I, if we're if I was going into a battle phase, okay. I would I would blend in with the snow. So the snow. I, yes. Okay. Because that's why the they're snow, woolly. Because right? it's cold. Great. Yeah, Even so though the woolly mammoths were like in Egypt at the time, but sure, yeah. Yeah, it was really? cold in yeah. Egypt back then. Was it? Yeah, because that's why they're woolly. Otherwise, they would be like making probably woolly well, they mammoths. Don't just, they don't shed their their fur based on their like geographical location. Yes. So they if they do. were okay, so if they, if they shed their fur and they were in Africa, would they just be mammoths? Yes. Okay. Well, woolly <laughs> mammoth is one thing. Yeah, a woolly okay. mammoth is one thing. Just a mammoth is just an elephant with big tusks. Nope, completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different, actually. <laughs> yeah. They Anyways. have that extra hump, right? Well, that's not a camel. That's a camel, Mom. <laughs> no, a woolly mammoth has a head okay. and then a lump. I think no. you're thinking of Manny from Ice Age who had like a top hat. <laughs> he had like a, he had a, he had a, what's the style of hair he had? A pompadour? Pompadour. Okay, so go ahead, Brandon. What was I doing? You were you're defending yourself against a woolly mammoth mm. by cyberbullying it. Well, no. Because he's I in would, the snow. See, I would, I would. What I would do is I would elaborate a giant hole. You would elaborate? Yeah. Well, I got to come up with the idea. So I'd, I'd, do, so I'd, I'd elaborate. So I'd make a hole, right? You would make a hole. I'd make a so hole. we're out of the planning phase. Yeah. So okay. I would dig a hole. Would be, but would it be an elaborate hole? It would be the the, the, the shape. It would be the shape of a woolly mammoth. It would be the shape of a woolly yeah, mammoth. Yeah. So it could just fit straight okay. right through. Like if it fell on its side? No. Like or? just go straight through. So oh. a hole. Yeah, but the shape of a woolly mammoth. Okay. Because if it was a hole and his tusks got t- like stuck on top, yeah, he would just get out. Would it be easier just to make a big hole? Except because you'd have to get the size and dimensions of the woolly mammoth. <laughs> yeah, I'd already have that. You would already have that. I come from the future. Oh, okay, it's my bad. <laughs> I think I know this. Yeah, you okay. know, there's um, on your iPhones, there's like a, a tape measure. So I don't think I can like, get that close. Oh. I don't think I can get that close just yet. But what I would do is I would make a hole, the shape of a woolly mammoth. I put sticks at the bottom of it. Aww. Okay. Why? I'm just. I'm just saying. How deep is the hole? Uh, five feet. <laughs> you're. You're. Your hole's five feet. Yes. 
You realize that the woolly mammoth is higher than that. Yeah, but if the sticks go through its feet, it's going to be stuck. And then I come by <laughs> and... Ha! With what? Another stick. <laughs> it's going to poke the mammoth. So In the face. So Aww. just so we know, yes. the mammoth had fallen down the five-foot <laughs> hole, so it is up to its knees and has full <laughs> mobility of every other body part other than its feet that are stuck to sticks. The only thing that's an issue is the face. Yeah. Would you think it'd be easier if you just dug a deeper hole? It takes too much time. Okay. Yeah. And what do you want? A deeper hole. Okay, so are we done mammoth hunting? You, you okay with that <laughs> yeah, scenario? I'm fine. Okay. How the fuck did we even <laughs> get to this whole subject? It's it's his it's his because, fault. No, because you guys because I, I was saying that. Oh, you were talking about the Neanderthals fighting dinosaurs. Uh, no, the dinosaurs were already dead by then. Oh my God! Stick with the program, Robert. yeah, Robert. Motherfuckers! I can't believe you said dinosaurs the okay. entire time. So he continues on by referencing the dopamine-driven feedback loop. Now, this is the part that I kind of resonated with the Oreos because the Oreo you can't just have just one. Mm-hmm. And when he's talking about, he's talking about scientists who had um, blocked the dopamine receptors in lab rats. You okay? Yeah, it really upset me how they talked about. Um, um, experimenting on animals, by the way. You realize I do that still. I really And like literally me. everything, everything that we use is at one point been animal tested. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but I try to use um, products that are um, cruelty-free. Okay. Doesn't so. mean that they don't do that. I know, but it just... I mean, like, you got to think just, like... But I've they also th- test on people. <laughs> well, Brandon, I don't think that they're going to put rods in their people's heads to block <laughs> dopamine. But they give people drugs, unknown drugs. Okay. That's called a very <laughs> similar, but no. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to make a point to say that I was sad for the rats and mice. Okay. So continue. There you go. There you go. R.I.P. Rats. Uh, so he talks about a Remy. rest in peace. Rats. Jesus. He talks about a, a, an experiment in 1954 with neuroscientists James Olds and Peter Milner uh, as they ran experience that revealed the neurological processes behind cravings and desires. By implementing electrodes in the brains of rats, the researchers blocked the release of dopamine. To the surprise of the scientists, the rats lost all will to live. They wouldn't eat. They wouldn't have sex. They didn't crave anything. Within a few days, the animals died of thirst. So basically, without dopamine, they're without any desire to act. Basically, the rats were just like... Right. No, please. No, I was you're gearing up. Yeah, I know because then basically, without dopamine, it overrides your basic instinct for survival. Well, you have. I, don't, I think what he's saying is that there's there, you have no desire to do anything. Yeah. I mean, they they just you know without that dopamine release in your brain, you're you're you your just your brain have, doesn't tell you to drink water. Yeah. There's there's no there's no you know really reward. There's no stimuli. Yeah, because like when you drink a nice cold ice cup of feels water, really good. It's just it's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. That's all I yeah. want to say. There you go. It says, in, in follow-up studies, the scientists also inhibited the dopamine-releasing parts of the brain, but this time they squirted little droplets of sugar into the mouths of the dopamine-depleted rats. The little rat faces lit up with pleasurable Aww. grins with the tasty substances. <laughs> Even though dopamine was blocked, they liked sugar just as much as, being, as beforehand. They just didn't want it anymore. The ability to experience pleasure reminded, um, re- remained, but without dopamine, desire died. And without desire, action stopped. Basically, what he's saying is that without the dopamine release, without that satisfactory like feeling, you really aren't going to get any habits formed. You have to like be excited to do a habit. And yeah. I think he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to find examples for you to make that habit formed through desire. Yeah, because if you don't want to do it, then it's just like there's no point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. 
I, I added this bottom part. I don't, I don't know why I did though. Okay. So basically he talks about dopamine driven habits, you know, things like that, looping it in your everyday thing. Um, he says for years, scientists assumed dopamine was all about pleasure, but now we know it plays a central role in many neurological processes, including motivation, learning, and memory punishment and ad, uh, aversion and voluntary movement. When it comes to habits, the key takeaway in this dope is, is this dopamine is released not only when you experience pleasure, but also when you anticipate it. Gambling addicts have a dopamine spike right before they place a bet, not after they win. Cocaine addicts get a surge of dopamine when they see the powder, not after they take it. Whenever you predict that an opportunity will be rewarding, your levels of dopamine spike in anticipation. And whenever dopamine rises, so does your motivation to act. Mm-hmm. I can, I can. And in that, can you know, that part resonates, right? Because you get really excited. You're like, you, you get stoked, right? On that thrill, on that chase. Oh, yeah, I, was just I mean, as a gambling addict, I mean, it's like every time you push the button, you want to win. And I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You also get a rush for winning too. So yeah, but I don't. I think what he's saying is that the rush to like that you might win is more. Oh yeah, that's ecstatic. what keeps you from. Yeah, that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps your motivation and your habits there. What's yeah. Up? Well, I was just no, because mine's on the other part. Yes. We, yeah. So it's just more like because like you see it and you're like, damn, I know what's about mm-hmm. to come out. Yeah. And then you do it, and then you're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And he says, interesting, the reward system that is activated in the brain when you receive a reward is the, same resi- is the same system that is activated when you anticipate a reward. This is one reason that anticipation of an experience can often feel better than the in- attainment of it. As a child, thinking about Christmas morning can be better than opening the gifts. As an adult, daydreaming about upcoming vacation can be mm-hmm. more enjoyable than actually, become, actually being on vacation. Scientists refer to this as the difference between wanting and liking. I thought that was interesting because a lot of times to me, planning and looking forward to a vacation Mm -hmm. is almost more fun than actually being on one. Really? See, I, I I think it's maybe the way I plan for things. You don't plan. I don't plan. So I always have a good time on vacation. See, I enjoy Christmas better than actually opening up gifts because it's It's interesting. That part resonated. Yeah. Like today's just Christmas. It's like, cool. Like let me go 24, 25 more days and I'll just enjoy Christmas. But it's more like the build up to it. It's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. That's what he's talking about. You want Christmas more than you like Christmas. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. By the way, I had to remind Brandon that we are doing Christmas this year. There you go. Bust out our Hanukkah candle. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, It says, Basically, he kind of follows up the difference between wanting and liking. He says, your brain has far more neural uh, circulatory allocated uh, for wanting rewards, excuse me, than for liking them. Uh, it says, the wanting centers in the brain are large and the brain... Uh, the wanting centers in the brain are large. The brain stem, the nucleus acubenes, the ventral... Teg- I'm not going to read all these scientific Yeah, shit. I was thinking <laughs> that when I was reading yeah. it. I'm like, these are some big words. Yeah, you're like, I can't wait for him to read it. Yeah. It says, the fact that the brain allocates so much precious, precious space to the regions responsible for craving and desire provides further evidence of the crucial role these processes play. Desire in the engine that derives of beha- desire is the engine that drives the engine. Desire is the engine that drives behavior. Excuse me, I can't read anymore. Every action is taken bef- because of anticipation that precedes it. It is the craving that labels that leads to the response. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're saying is there, there's some sort of desire that that dopamine release that that keeps people motivated. But it's but I I find that very conflicting when it comes to making habits. I don't want to make a habit because it's like exciting or you know the anticipation or wanting. I want to make a habit to better my like overall existence. Yeah. You know, so like I'm not. Well, I'm not, not he, the thing is, is that with him, I've noticed he's not a really big fan of willpower. Yeah. Well, I think what I think is I, maybe he's targeting people who have the lack of, thereof. 
because mm. I think people with high willpower are able to kind of make these habits without having to read his book. And yeah. I think maybe he's catering to people who are just a little um, gun shy when it comes to that kind of thing. That makes sense. Well, maybe your, your satisfaction of actually doing a habit is your dopamine. What was that one more time? Maybe like the simple fact that you have that willpower and you're like, I'm going to make this, you know? Yeah. Well, the act, the, well, I see I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like improving. Right. So I, I like the, the steps, the, the process. The process of, like of, that, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, um, uh, what's the word? Structured. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so basically he, he also implies this, this temptation into, um, working out on the page one Oh nine at the very top. He was also employing temptation buildings to make his exercise habits more attractive. Temptation building, uh, excuse me, temptation bundling works by linking an action you want to do with an action you need to do. The Burns case, he burned, he um, basically talks about this this scientist guy who yeah. hardwired his his cardio bike into his Netflix, and the only time he would like, you know, be able to watch Netflix if he was pedaling on his bike. I just don't, mm. I just don't think these make for good habits. No, it's a, oh. a, a the way I look at it, and, a, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but it's a lazy habit. Not so much lazy, but I, but I feel like there's better ways to structure your habit habit making. Yeah. Right. I mean, because he he killed it on chapters one through five, and then he kind of was like, just make it sexy. Like, okay, but yeah, well, like you know, sometimes reading, you know, reading or you know, waking up early. It, it, how are you supposed to like make that sexy? How are you supposed to get a dopamine release by waking up early? Not, not very many people like it. So how do you, how do you make it attractive? How do you, how do you find that want or that desire? And maybe that's why he's saying right here is like that he's, he's putting his Netflix into riding a bike. So it's like, you kind of have to do something with that. Like I wake up early, I make breakfast or like I wake up early, I go for a walk. I mean, it's not making it sexy. It's just also adding something into said habit. That but that's habit build. stacking. That's what he talked about on chapter six. Then right? why would he say, then I, that's, I don't know. <laughs> the, and he even talks, he even, he even combines habit stacking right over here on chapter, or excuse me, page 110. Um, let's see what it says. It says, you can even combine temptation bundling with BJ Frog's habit stacking strategy by discuss, we discussed on chapter five, excuse me, I said six, to create set of rules to guide your behavior. The habit stacking plus temptation bundling formula is after I, and then in parentheses, current habit, I will, in parentheses, habit I need. So yeah. that, that'd be like, that'd be like, if you already formed a habit, then you need to do another habit. It doesn't make any sense. No. Well, it's just like, well, cause I don't, I don't like the idea of tricking myself to do something by mm -hmm. lying and saying that I'm going to do it for different reasons. I don't, I don't want that dopamine release out, out of like deceit. Well, I yeah. just don't think it's, I just don't think it's a long term habit because yeah. you can only lie to yourself for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only deceive yourself. You can, you know, you, it's like trying to. Yeah, no, I just don't think that's a long-term yeah, change no, of lifestyle. I, 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 yeah, and I think it's, uh, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's like you say, it's an easy fix. Uh, he, he puts a couple of examples there at the very bottom. It says, if you want to read the news, but you need to express more gratitude, after I get my morning coffee, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened yesterday, need. It just doesn't make any sense. Like they're, they're, You've already got the formula to make good, successful habits. Why complicate things? Yeah. And he says, if you want to check Facebook, you need to exercise more. Uh, it says, after I pull out my phone, I will do 10 burpees need. After I do 10 burpees, I will check Facebook want. Like He doesn't like social media very much. Yeah, I can see why, though. I mean, apparently it's just as dangerous as fighting a mammoth. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, Facebook is. And he says, the hope is that eventually you'll look forward to calling these 
three clients are doing 10 burpees because it means you get to read the latest sports news or check Facebook. During Doing the things you need to means you get to do the things you want to do. We begin this chapter by discussing supernormal stimuli, which has heightened versions of reality that increase our desire to take action. Temptation bundling is one way to create heightened versions of any habit by connecting it with something you already want. Engineering a truly irresistible habit is a hard task, but this simple strategy can be employed to make nearly any habit more attractive than it would be otherwise. See, an example for that is vegetables. Right? Sure. So when I started eating vegetables, like okay. I was 24, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I was kind of a bad kid. You were a good kid. Okay, I was a bad kid, and. Um, when I started eating vegetables, what I did was I would eat my vegetables first yeah. and then I would satisfy my, my reward sure. as whatever the main course. So this was. actually, this can be pretty applicable to you though. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause it's like, Hey, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something else. So mine mm-hmm. was like, if I eat these vegetables, I'm going to save the best stuff for last and then I'm going to fucking eat that. Okay. So it's like, it's do like, do you still have to do that with your vegetables? No, I fucking just destroy them. So, but like, but the, how would this compare to chapter five when you're, or maybe the previous chapters when you talk about your identity? So like would somebody who has to struggle to eat their vegetables who would enjoy chocolate after be somebody who would identify as a healthy person? But it really wasn't even a struggle. It was more because I wanted to do it because that was when I started working out. Sure. So I was like, I needed to do this to help me better. So you my- identified as a weightlifter. Yeah. More than you had a want or a need. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right. So like I feel like these, I feel like this chapter right here conflicts a really a lot what, yeah. with some of the other things that he had mentioned yeah. because it, the first couple of chapters were all empowering, right? It was like, you know, be, you know, be this identity, be who you want to be small, gradual changes. And then mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, lie to yourself or not lie to yourself, but Hey, trick yourself into wanting I to do these things. Yeah, point. Instead it, of wanting to do it yourself. Yeah. Right. Like I, I feel like he kind of like, you know, you, you get all this momentum. You're like, all right, I'm going to find this identity. I'm going to start st- habit stacking. I'm going to put my structure and put my routine. And he's like, you know, do it, but do it because there's something better at the end of the line. Instead of just doing it, just to do it. Do it because you because it's something that you know you're going to need. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. More, you're doing it for a certain reason instead yeah. of a reason for yourself. Yeah. Well, it, do you think that you lose your identity when you start doing that kind of I think, stuff? Well, I think you compromise, right? I feel like if you're like, well, if I, I'm going to, after I do the dishes, I'll watch TV. But, but if you were like, you know what, I, if I identify as somebody who has a clean house, I would want the dishes to be clean. And yeah. I think, I think you that wouldn't have to trick yourself. You wouldn't have it. to trick yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're like, Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to do I'm going to set up a schedule. I'm going to set up a routine that after I'm done eating dinner, I'm going to go straight to the sink and I'm going to do the dishes because that's what somebody who has a clean house has. That's and then after that, then you're like, Oh, well I've got a clean house. I might as well enjoy watching TV. So I, I feel like this chapter was a little conflicting in a lot of ways. And I, and I don't necessarily agree with it. Not to say that I don't think it, it might not resonate with some people. I just found it to be conflicting with the other chapters that he had been read, uh, writing. Well, I had a real conflicting time with him last week. So Yeah, that's what I heard. You know. But well, and, that's also, and that's also kind of a cool thing about this book, right? Is we're not be like, we're not, you know, taking every single page as if it's like the gospel, you know, we're, we're, we're not we're, like the little, the, like the little things in toy story where we're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that we're, we're, we're skeptics and I think that we're looking at it through a very critical lens yeah. and I think it's really cool to dissect it in this way instead of, cause I'd hate to be on the podcast and be like, this book is amazing. James clear. Everything he writes is, you know, perfect. Is, is perfect. Yeah. You know, this is how you fix your life. We're like, no, listen, Hey, there's some chapters that I get. There's some chapters I don't get. Mm-hmm. This one was a miss. I, I didn't, it didn't resonate too much. Mm-hmm. You know, he spent five, pa- he spent five pages talking about animal instincts and over, over stimuli. 
And like, I get it, but I feel like we could have very easily spent those five pages setting up better examples. Yeah. Because you know what? Those little baby chicks didn't develop a habit. They, that's their instinct. It's instinct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a lot like, um, you know, after animals, like let's say after a deer, or after a giraffe is born, they instinctively know how to walk within a couple mm-hmm. of minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like gazelles it's, know how to run. It's not a habit yeah. formed, right? You're not a giraffe. You're a giraffe. You fall five feet and all of a sudden you're like, well, if I get up, I'll get to eat grass. There, there's not that thought process, right? So I think it's hard to associate that kind of animalistic behavior with habits forming. Yeah, it's just the natural instinct of if I don't get up, I'm fucking dead. Yeah, I've seen yeah. videos of that happening. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, well, no, well, I'm no. still getting over the mice and the rats. Yeah, but no, it's just the truth because I mean, like gazelles can run a few seconds after they're born because mm-hmm. if not, they, they have to or else oh. they're dead. It's an adaptive trait. Yeah. Yeah. It's just passed down animal instincts. It's not. It's Can you not, say anal instincts? Passed down animal instincts. Okay. No, he did say animal. Mm, yes. So I just. What are the yeah. odds? Mom takes your side. Well, I because you need to open up your ears. Stop, dude. Start pronouncing the m more. No. Mah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Okay, so Robert, I know that you've um, you listened to the podcast, but. Brandon and I played the best friend game. Do you remember your answers? No. I do. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so what was our home, what was our homework assignment? These are uh, the these are the questions. Yeah, I, I remember the well, answers. Do you remember? You don't remember your answers. I remember no, the answers. I do. You, remember, you remember both of your answers? Yes. Okay. Wow, that was one. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was one okay, wooly. Yeah. That was okay. one wooly mammoth glare you gave me. There. I just want to make sure that we all are all doing what we were assigned. How many best friends do you have? Um, how many did you say? Uh, we said about seven, five on. We like, got. We went down to five. It was five. Yeah. Are you sure? Well, let's. I don't yes. trust you. <laughs> so remember, remember how I asked literally seconds ago if you guys remember your answers, yeah. and you both said with overwhelmingly yes. Well, we, and then you guys between, gave me a fucking look because I asked you guys to go back and find your answers, and I you guys didn't. You only asked me. Yeah. yeah so what happened to that? It was I five, didn't. I didn't have. Even, didn't do it. Even after the no. five to seven. Yes. Brandon, you cannot ballpark five no, to seven. No, we, we remember did. talking about it in discussion when you weren't here. We said five to seven. And if do we, I have to pull up the answers right now? No, because no. we said. If it was down, it was down to five. Yes. You know, okay, so... What is this, a team? Yes. Okay, so Robert, how many best friends do you have? Stranger, Jason, Fuck. X, yes. um, Arian, mm-hmm. and Stranger, Jason, X, Arian. I'm missing one. Andrew. Oh, fuck yeah. Andrew, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I knew five. I was five, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So we knew you. All right. Okay. I didn't realize it's a fucking committee. Yes. Robert, what's your biggest pet peeve? People are late. We got that one right. What Game of Thrones character are you? Cal Drogo. Who? No, which one? Which one's which one's that guy? Cal Drogo. He, he was uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh. He was yeah. the dude who threw gold on that fucking guy. Yeah. Hodor. That's badass. Not Hodor. <laughs> you know what's funny is instantly we both said Hodor. Yeah, I remember because I listened to the podcast and I was like, "You motherfuckers." <laughs> Okay, now this one we didn't have the answer for, so I'm curious as to what the answer is on that one. What is it? But what's your favorite holiday? Fourth of July. Really? Yep. Hmm. See, because um, it triggers me. That's like the one holiday that I don't care for. Yeah. Oh, well, way to shit on my holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Who's your role model? Papa. Yep. Yep. Yep, we got that one. What's your favorite condiment? We we had to we split on that one. What did you guys answer? 
I said mustard. No, I mustard? said mustard. You said um, tapatio. Oh, I did say tapatio. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Listen, you guys can't say with certainty that you remember the answers because when I you've do. gotten everyone <laughs> we wrong. We just said. Yeah, okay, yeah it's, it's I said, That's what I said. Yeah. But you like mustard but on your tapatio. hot dogs. What, okay, mom, how often am I eating hot dogs? <laughs> I just remember. You remember <laughs> me putting mustard on one hot dog one time and you were like, that's it. He must love that. It's like red. It's like Frank's red hot sauce. Puts that shit on everything, but it's tapatio. Tapatio is the best hot sauce in the world. It really is. Dude. I showed it's Natasha so a picture of it yesterday or a couple of days ago. And I was like, I'm going to dress like that for Halloween. A tapatio bottle? Tapatio guy. Yeah, that sounds right. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, no, Brandon got that one. I said mustard. He said tapatio. Because you put that shit on everything. I own mustard. It's in the refrigerator. Okay. So you do <laughs> own it. Apparently. So you don't know your own answers. It's tapatio. You just said mustard. <laughs> I said I don't even know if okay. we own mustard. Before tapatio, you would have said... Before sriracha. tapatio? No, I never ate sriracha before. Yeah, then. you did. No. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Now, you had sriracha on Little Caesars all the time. When you were in Be- junior high school... What was your favorite condiment? I don't know. That was fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> That's a good it point. It was mustard. I don't when, think where, so. Where, where, how many hot dogs do you think I'm fucking eating? Uh, we ate a lot of hot dogs. We did. We were poor. You ate a and lot even, of Even hot then, dogs. I remember putting mustard and tapatio on my hot dogs. You just said that you don't remember eating hot dogs. Yeah. I said, but I, I don't, I said, how many times do you think I'm eating hot dogs? Apparently a lot because time. you put... A mustard and tapatio. I just had chili dogs the other day yeah. and I had chili fries. Yeah. Fuck. Did you put tapatio on it? No. Was it good? It was so good. Yeah. I told Natasha when I'm coming to England, I'm going to bring the taco shop down the street. It's got a bunch of single packet tapatio. Yeah. I'm going to bring a bunch. I say you should. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's your favorite actor? Robin Williams. Yeah. You got that one. What'd you say? This was me. Well, we, uh, it was either... No, yeah. I, it was I didn't Robin know Williams. that one. Brandon knew that yeah, one. Yeah, Robin Williams. Yep. What's your favorite type of candy? Reese's. I said I fucking Baby Ruth because that. I remember Barbu always got you Baby Ruth's. She also, yeah, she did get me Baby Ruth's a lot. She also got me giant bags of Reese's, which is why I was like 40 pounds <laughs> overweight. Well, she also got me giant bags of fucking Skittles. Which is... <laughs> why well, you had cavities really bad. That's a good yeah. point. Dude, she gave me Reese's and then I would just ate... I remember eating fucking... Pounds of tuna. <laughs> yeah, mine was just yeah. sourdough bread and it sausage. It was like, um, what was the uh, what's that what's that French um, meal um, where they like stuff a goose full of bread and shit? Oh, I forget what it's called. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I could. Uh, but the thing is with Barbu, she used to drown that tuna in mayonnaise. Yep, it was mostly mayonnaise, <laughs> which is weird because I fucking hate mayonnaise. Now you know why. Yeah, and I'd eat it with Fritos. And, yeah. I, and I'd chase it with Reese's and <laughs> grape soda. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, she just did sourdough toast and, and sausage. Dude, I had rolls on rolls. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't even know how. I don't know. Yeah, but the cool thing is, is it. Oh, well, it's not cool, mom. <laughs> yes. There's, there's no defending how uncool yeah. that is. Why? She loved you. Yeah, but I. Okay, so I was overweight. I you had were- hair and a bob cut. <laughs> and I wore shirts that were too short. I was wearing a smedium that was barely covering my belly button. Yeah. I wore shorts that were too big because that was the trend. Yeah. I had a, a bob cut and I had chubby cheeks and rolls and mantits. So explain to me again how my grandma made me cute. I said it was cute that she loved you so much that she cooked for you individually. It, it was it's cute in theory, sure, but like a salad or <laughs> no, because like, no, there, you were not going to have any salads. Yeah, you were no. a growing boy. Oh, I was growing. <laughs> I was growing out. Yeah, dude, I wore too big of stuff and I was tiny. Yep. 
Well, because yeah. back in the day, right? That was the that was the trend yeah, was to wear like yeah, it was wear really yeah. baggy dickies, uh-huh. and um, and then like short shirts, like or like you know tight shirts. But yeah. I was like, oh, tight means small, <laughs> and so. I wore small, like literally size small shirts with 36 waist shorts <laughs> and had hair that looked like you would want to speak to a manager. And at a Kmart. At, yeah, at a Kmart and man boobs. Remember when you bought a t-shirt? I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I bought three shirts that were, I was exposed to get a large. Oh, I remember. But I, I bought them yeah. in child yes, small. Yes, I remember. It was Iron Man, it was Ninja Turtles, and it was one other one. Oh, Power and Rangers, they were literally would have fit a cat. Yeah, but I still wore it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, used, I threw it out like two years ago. Dude, I would have still worn it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, Robert. Uh, uh, go ahead, Brian. No, 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 no your, your turn. If you stubbed uh, your toe, what would you yell? I, honestly, I'd blame one of you two. <laughs> <laughs> See, I said you you would say mommy. No, fuck I that. I said God damn it. I would say God damn it, and I would blame one of you two. Yeah. That's like that time you, I lost my jacket, and I thought you both stole it. And it was in your it drawer. It was in my dresser. Yeah. yeah. Well, you always blamed us for shit. I blame you, you for stubbing my toe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can literally be in the other room and something go wrong. And then, do you remember when you used to um, lock Brandon outside? Yeah. When you were playing a video game? It happened like once, die? though. You kicked me out. It happened once. And I didn't even. You were you, already you outside. You distracted yourself. You were already outside. And it was like, it literally was no skin off your teeth. Oh, yeah. No, we would have to sneak into the kitchen because you were playing in the front room. And then you wouldn't even know we were there. You would die. You'd get mad. You'd throw the controller. And then whoever was standing in the kitchen, that's whose fault it was. 100%. I understand. And you know what? It's applicable to this fucking podcast because it's like I got one. I got. I'm sing, Dude, I'm locked in. I got one fucking goal. And then here's you two. How many fucking times do you need to walk in front of the TV? Okay. You have to use words. What? Okay, when you're, you, when you're setting up, the okay. only thing you do is be like, tap your microphone. So we tap it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Nope. Two nope. seconds later, you're huffing and puffing because nope. you're ready you to... You are painting re- this in such a favorable light for you both. You have to admit that every single time your butts hit the chair, there's this imaginary timer off in your head that as soon as it hits down to zero, you have to get up and run around and do something that you could have very and well done the 30, 40 minutes words, before. What words do you need me to say? Okay, guys, I'm getting close to getting this ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, right? Brandon, wouldn't that be helpful? <laughs> so when we sat down and you were like, no, I'm going to change. Because I was wearing orange and the cabinets behind me have an orange tint. And you said I was my own green screen. You were and I didn't screen. want to just look like a giant head floating on this, the, the video. Listen, you, you've lived in this house long enough to know what the color of these cabinets are. And you have known me well enough to tell that you know if you tell me I look like a giant green screen, I'm going to go change. What do you think? Pass. Uh, Okay, Brent Robert, if you could switch places with the president, a celebrity, or famous athlete for one year, which would you choose? President. Yep. Yep, that's what we I said. throw the athlete and the celebrity in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know fucking thing? Yeah. So, so who got more right? I think. We about 50-50, I yeah. think. I mean, what one of us didn't know the other one did and what the other one didn't know the other one did. And then some of them we would collaborate yeah, yes. it seemed like it was more of a community effort than it was who knew more about me. Well, you know, it's, it's all about... Well, here you go, <clears throat> Robert. So... Why don't you read the back? You. So we're going to ask the questions on the back, and you 
about us, and we'll see how well you know us. What? Well, how, okay. about you, how about you let me fucking read that if they're about you both, you fucking scumbags? Give me this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Here, I'll read the question out loud, and you tell me things about me as I read more questions to you. <laughs> or you can give me the fucking cards, and I can just do it all myself. <laughs> wow. Jesus. The dopamine is not running in this one. All right. It says, do, now am I going to do one and one or is this a No, I want, thing? you're going to. You want me to answer both of yours? So like yes. you want me to ask a question, answer yours, answer Brandon's? Yes. And then we'll tell you whether or not you're okay. correct. It says, do I listen to whole albums, playlists, or that top 50 chart? Uh, Mom, you listen to Spotify, so it's a playlist. Brandon, you listen to like the weirds, or the world's weirdest music. Um, no, I don't. You definitely do not listen to whole albums. You definitely don't listen to the top 50 charts. You both are playlists. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't I, listen to whole albums. Some albums suck dick. And I'm just like, wow. oh, sorry. Wow. Be <laughs> more <laughs> aggressive. I was just saying, dude, some songs don't slap the way that they should. So I just pick and choose. Great. So I'll say playlist, but I have been enjoying listening to the records that I've been finding when I'm thrifting. Okay, so. what do you think you listen to more? Do you think you listen to Spotify or do you think you oh, listen Spotify, to records? Spotify, for sure. So it's a playlist? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing with the answer that he already knows. Sure. Okay, continue. What's the uh, What's the first thing I would buy if I won the lottery? Mom, you would buy a lot more clothes. And yes. Brandon, you would buy a car. I'd buy a bike. Okay. See, I was thinking I would buy a ranch and then I would have... Um, that's the first thing you would buy is a ranch. Yes. So I you win the lottery. They say, here's you millions of dollars. And you say... Do you want to go get a car? He said, no, no, I want to buy a ranch. Yes, because I'm, then I will, I'll have like um, animals running all around. Do you buy a ranch without any animals or with animals? Mm, I think I'm going to buy them without and then I'll hand pick my animals. Where's the ranch going to be at? I'm thinking Wyoming. Have you been to Wyoming? No, I have not. Do you like the cold? Mm, that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> you also like, I think, coyotes? Like I don't know, but... What? There's, there wolves there's wolves in Wyoming. There's also bears yeah. and moose. And okay, there's like well, nine feet of snow every night. Okay. So maybe and like... And they beat you. Okay. I won the lottery. So maybe somewhere up in Malibu. Okay. Okay. I think we're in Malibu. Excluding work, family, and, and friends. <laughs> excluding work, family, and friends. What do I actually care about the most? Um, Brandon, you care about Pam the most. Yes. Mom, you care about... I would, well, I would say, what do you care about the most about? Will you stop? I'm thinking. Well, I know. It's like dead air. I guess your social media. You are absolutely yeah. correct. I was gonna, because they're like my family. There you go. You know, I really care for them. This one says, snuggle, marry, kill. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg. I, I would reckon these would be the the same for both of you. Yeah. So you'd kill Mark Zuckerberg, mm -hmm. you would snuggle Jeff Bezos, and you would marry Elon Musk all day. Sure. Jeff Bezos, I think he's bald. Yes. Do you like bald guys? You know what? I don't mind bald guys. Do you like um, hair? Huh? Do you like hair on people's heads? I don't mind hair on people's heads. Do you have a preference to anything? You know what? I'll just go back and forth between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, but we're What do you mean you go I back would, and forth? Yeah, I would marry Elon Musk. He's a smart guy. Plus, yeah. he seems really nice. He's South, Afri South African, too. Yeah, that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, then yeah, I'll marry him. Okay. On a scale from one to five, how much do I care about my social media image? Five being the most. Mom's five, Brandon's one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you, how often do you care about your social media image? 
I am who I am. So one amount. Yeah, I am who okay. I am. Right. So I was right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're actually pretty spot on on these. Yeah. But continue. What are my favorite puppies? Kittens or sloth? Wait, what are my favorite puppies? Kittens or sloths? Brandon yeah. sloths. Mom's puppies. Yeah, I like sloths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fucking adorable with those huge ass eyes. What friend's character am I? Ooh. <laughs> Brandon, you are definitely Joey. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. And mom, you are Phoebe. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking I'll take that. that. Yeah, mom's Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Which one am I? You? You're, You're Chandler. Chandler. Oh. Although, although you are very Ross. Natasha's aunt says I I sound like Ross. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're just really yeah. No, I would say Chandler more. I I definitely I vibe with Chandler. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Describe my style in one word. Mom's yours is. <laughs> be nice. I'm trying to be nice. Remember, Natasha listens to this. I know Natasha listens to this. Um. Has she ever heard us talk all how like we talk to each other? She listens to the podcast. But she knows us very well. Well, yeah, but yeah, sometimes us we, yelling at each other. Yeah, I, I, she listens to the podcast, Brandon. Do we yell at each other that much on here? I get pretty close. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. Well, but it's when he like, when he's uh, talking to her, um, we like um, he and I will start talking, and she hears how we talk to each other. Hmm. hmm. So finish hmm. answer. Mom, yours would be eccentric. I'll take it. Brandon, yours would be trying. <laughs> <laughs> trying what? That's your style. Describe my style. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't even try. I just put clothes on. I don't give a fuck. There you go. Uh, what's my least favorite place I've ever traveled to? Brandon's is Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. uh, mom's. For your, reasons. Yeah, yours it would be. Uh, you don't travel though. I already know the answer to that one. Yours would be, I want to say, is it in California? Mm-hmm. It's no. In? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, we were all together. We were? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about fucking. Yeah. The oh, that fucking place in Yosemite? Yes. Yeah. The camps, the great campsite the, you guys yeah, had, a, camp, had a the hissy fit about? Yes. The, next, the one that was next to fucking. It wasn't that bad. It was next it, to an auto body shop. Yeah, yes. dude. It was a fucking like little river. It was a it was a creek, and the dirty ass water touched my butthole. <laughs> okay, it was a toilet, Brandon. It was first some of all dirty water. First of all, it's it's literally there to just flush things away. It doesn't. I don't care. It attacked him, Brandon. You had been camping for five days. If anything, it did your butthole a, a fucking favor. I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah, that was like my least place. That was favorite. your least favorite place to travel. That place was amazing. Nope. I bought a shirt there. I loved it. Yep. Nope. And they had actually the only thing that was really cool about that place was the cats. The lady in there was nice. The lady oh, was super nice. What was the she pro- was, what was nice the, again? Me. What was the problem? They had it yeah, had a nice even place to sleep. It had a babbling brook to, brook it to fall asleep. It was five lot. minutes away from one of the best restaurants in the area. It was a dirty parking lot next to a mechanics shop. And we slept on dirt. Brandon, what do you there. think camping is? Remember, we drove Designated all the way to... areas. That's what the fucking camping site is. I don't believe it's, it. It's like going to Target, taking out a bag of cat sand, sh- you're shaking it out onto the parking lot and being like, here's your campsite. I, I don't understand what more you guys need in order to go camping. Uh, a Treats. five-star hotel at that point, which we did Treats. and I yeah, washed you guys, my butt. You drove an extra three hours <laughs> to fucking Fresno to a hotel. That was the best and night. That's also when we ran into that homeless guy that was kind of Try to eat you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so what's the next one? The last one is, what's the best purchase I've made in the last year? Hmm. Mom, yours would be the last year? Mm-hmm. So that'd be, that would be April of last year. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I buy a lot. Is it your car? You buy a lot of shit. No, she I didn't got buy that, that a year ago. Your, your prior. Mm. Mm, I don't know your computer. No, your camera. Yeah, we'll go with my camera. Yeah. That one. That you guys one. Use it a lot. Yeah, I do. I use it every day. Brandon, yours would be that you bought. Um. Your computer. I would chair? say your computer, but we bought that for your birthday. Yeah. If anything, just the chair. Dude, that chair rocks. Chair's pretty sick. It's so sick. Yeah, I would say your chair. Yeah. Because yeah. my motorcycle was a year and a half. It was a year and a half. Yeah. yeah it squeaked by. It's crazy that I've been riding for a year and a half. Cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like your hair. I like that, Brandon. So do I. Did you get those other things? No. Okay. What other things? I was going to get like other headbands. I have Just to more. keep pushing my hair back. Why not? I don't know. It was either that or I cut it. Why don't you put it in a ponytail? That'd be sick. No. Okay. We're thinking about it for a little bit. Nope. Oh, okay. I, li- I like it like it that. back like this. Yeah? Have you done that before? Nope. So this is your first time? Yes. Okay. It's nice. It's to new see to me. It's nice to see your face. It's new to me. Okay. So I just got to get used to it. Yeah, yeah, I think like it was just kind of weird having, not like weird, but just like, I don't know. Because I don't want to wear a hat anymore because I feel like wearing a hat just kind of like, it's just too much with my hair. Sure. So I just got to do something well, Sometimes different. I think with a hat, you kind of hide under it. Cause it's kind of like yeah. you you pull you pull the brim down a little bit and you kind of hide and now your your world can see your beautiful. And if you don't face. like it, just cut it. Just cut your hair. No. Okay. You we're were done. talking about that the other day. I know. The fuck. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What? Because I'm going back and forth if I want to do it or not. It's just hair. It took you what? How long did it take you to grow it out? Like six months. See, it takes nothing. All right. But do I want to spend forty dollars? Are you talking about? I have clippers in the bathroom. I'm not gonna let you cut my hair. Why don't you come with us to get our haircut with Ken? I'm not bougie. It, Brady, we get cut it's at a in a barber, barber shop. shop. You guys have to fly. You I get, just got to drive five minutes. Okay, that's well, not. You Brady, being in an airplane is not bougie. We, going to San Francisco to get your haircut is bougie. It's as not because it doesn't cost us very much money. And I have a credit. Bougie. Do wow. you want to go next time? No. Okay. Just Robert, take just me to the five dollar haircutter place. Brady, you're getting a haircut for five dollars? No, dude, it's twenty five bucks. But you I just said it was 40 Yeah, I give a $15 tip. The fuck? That's like $70 tip. Or it's a 70% tip. She does a good job. Does she? She always does a good job. Okay. Yeah, so I always like to trip her, you know, tip her well. You, Brandon, your haircut is almost just as expensive as our haircut. You know that. I don't have to fly. I just got to drive. Jesus. <laughs> When's the last time you flew? To San Francisco. <laughs> that was like three years ago. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Wow. What? You're overdue. Sorry, I don't travel the world. Want to come to England with me? No. Oh. I don't want to interrupt your time. Oh, not this time. This trip's already planned, dog. I'm not going to third wheel in this. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't allowed. You ain't invited. <laughs> You'd be oh, like, man. hi, here's my brother. That's all right. Do you want to, Natasha's going to kill me, but. No, do wanna, don't even say it. Oh, okay. I was no. going to say, did you want to tell Brandon about when I was asking you for a hotel room? Just tell me later. I don't want it to hurt you. Who, Natasha or mom? Yeah, you, Natasha. Yeah, she you. Just scares me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm on your side. <laughs> well, well, I know. And now she's going to be like, Robert? Yeah, she's like, you got fucking loose lips, pal. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like this is some slanderous shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? You should um, call her on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday we can call morning. her on Sunday. Why? So you can talk to her. She's got a, she's got a really cool little accent. Yeah, that's what happens when you're from another country. We'll call her on Sunday. <laughs> Natasha, I'm a so realist. Difficult. No, you're not. You're an ass. I'm a realist. How are you a realist? Mr. I'm going to dig a fucking mammoth-sized <laughs> hole. 
Not That's a real. A mammoth shaped hole. Mammoth shaped hole? Up how else are you going to get the mammoth in With a what hole? fucking, how are you going to dig a hole? I'm going to bring a shovel. You're going to bring a shovel. Yeah, or make one. I just got to get, you know, a fucking uh, rock. You're going to make a shovel with shape, a rock. Shape the rock. <laughs> with what? Another rock. <laughs> Brandon, I will give you, a, pick, pick a dollar amount. You go go out and you bring me back a shovel by Sunday and I'll give you any dollar amount you want. But, so but you have to make it out of a rock. You have to make a shovel out of a rock with the, another rock. Yeah. So you just got to bash the rock on the other rock. Okay. Make me a shovel. How much do you want? Pick a dollar amount. You're giving me too little of the time. $10,000. You don't even have $10,000. I do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want your money because I know I'm going to win. So I don't want it anyway. Oh, okay. Because my artistic Okay. Skills. So in reality, how long would it take you to make a rock shovel? Two hours. As easy as money you've ever made. I don't want your money. Okay. So I don't want to do it. If you're, if, you're, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. I'm giving you a lot of money. I don't want your money. <laughs> well. Uh, well, you know what, you guys? Um, I, from the bottom of my heart, I am just, um, I'm gutted that our family had to experience this, but I'm, I'm glad that we got together and did this episode. Yeah. Um, it, I will say, but this is dedicated to the loving memory of that fur baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, on we'll just in loving memory, piece by piece, piece by piece. Yep. So everybody, um, we always appreciate you listening. We are going to be having a second podcast coming out this week, so you're listening to this Monday. Well, yeah, say yeah, we're yeah. we're doing biweekly or no, um, two a week now. Yeah, so they'll be able to listen to this one on Monday, and then the second one. Have we determined what day? Either Wednesday or Friday. Okay. Well, we'll no, let's do uh, let's do Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll we'll start releasing podcasts on Monday and Wednesdays. Um, we love you very much. You Did can you tell them the, the the rubric of Wednesday's podcast? No, I don't know what a rubric is. So, well, we're going to focus. Mondays are going to be about James Habits Atomic or James Clear's like Atomic a- Habits, and then Wednesdays is going to be more fun, goofy, kind mm-hmm. of free flowing ones. Okay, but we're going to, once we're done with this book, we'll just pick another self-help book. Correct. Yeah, so Mondays will be dedicated for the book club. Wednesdays will be dedicated for the goofy, fun, ha-ha times. So Trixie Wants a Lot can come back. Trixie Wants a Lot can come back. Who was the chick I was? What was her name? Renona Flower. No, that's, that's um, Mimi Scott. Flowers. Mimi Flowers. Mimi yeah. Flowers. Yeah. Yes. And yep. then Richard Butts will come back. Richard Butts. Dick Butts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us all on our social media. I am Gray Hair and Tattoos. I'm Don't Die Disco on all platforms and Twitch. And Robert is Robert Robert Pike Pike on Instagram and Sherbert on YouTube and TikTok. So until Wednesday, how exciting. Um, We will talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Bye.